If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, anyway, so Tevin, he, he leaves like 10 minutes, so, you know, who gives okay, a rant? Yeah, we can put up with that for a little bit longer. Yeah, 10 more minutes with AJ, I guess. Oh, are we back on? Uh-oh. <laughs> he goes, uh-oh. Mics are live. Mics are live. You ever had that happen to you when somebody didn't know their mic was live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yep. I've done that. But, I mean, have you ever heard somebody talking about you? They oh, no, not about me. Oh, no, I have not. I've no. not had that. Um, more so like the talk back down the line of other people, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Working sure. sporting events, and they're like, God, he needs to clean it up. And then he's like... <laughs> What was that? Am I not doing a good job? <laughs> ah, what the hell? Nope. Riley, you're kind of dropping the ball today, man. <laughs> it all works out in the end. Man in banana costume arrested for whipping out his banana. Hey, now. You're a little hung up on the penis there, aren't you, sir? You're dressed up like a banana so you can whip out your penis? Just don't give me a banana split, please. Uh, yeah. Ooh. yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Oh, he's killing himself yeah. in there, Joe. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be here for another 10 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll be here for another 10 minutes. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of the guy. He looks just like an actor, but I can't remember. I mean, it's not the actor. He just looks like him, mm-hmm. but I can't remember the guy's name. Um, God, he looks just like somebody. A man dressed in a banana costume sought to slip out of uh, police custody after being caught early yesterday, urinating on a Key West sidewalk, according to cops, who had uh, to chase the fleeing reveler through uh, old, oh, man, the old town streets. I love Key West. You think, can you ever take people on the road again doing a morning show? Can you go on a morning show trip, or is the, are those days over? No, I think you could. Why wouldn't you be able to? Well, because it costs so much now to insure yeah, it and all the, the rest of it. The Hubbards can afford it. Oh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> just of course to I'm going to say yes. I want to go on a trip. <laughs> you, got, you ever been to Key West? Uh, no, I have not been to Key you West. You been there? No, most, most south I've been is Maryland. That's the farthest south you've been? I don't travel much, Tom. Well, you're young. You're, you're youthful, yeah. so that's part of the reason for that. But. Oh, just kidding. No, I've been to, I've been to Las Vegas. Sorry. 
I forget about that when I went for my buddy's bachelor party. No, oh, there you go. No, honestly, God, if we can someday put together a uh, uh, a trip down down to Key West because that's where this guy was walking around. You will see stuff like that every day down there. Mm-hmm. There are people in costumes and people. It's just no. I thought you were going to say public urination. <laughs> well, that too. Yes, you'll see that too. As a matter of fact, but. Uh, after being flagged down about a white male in a banana costume relieving himself on the side of a building uh, across from a row of porta potties. So he, there was a row of porta potties and he still pees on the building. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he was very drunk because, <laughs> hey man, turn around. The bathroom's right there. They're right there. He, depends on how bad, like, when's the last time those were cleaned? Because That's true. those well, smells brew, let me tell you. Well, it's a good point. <laughs> Um, so anyway, here's the deal. A Key West uh, Police Department officer spotted Kyle Mortimer, 20, urinating on the sidewalk, according to an arrest report. Mortimer, a son of Massachusetts. Uh, a son of Massachusetts? What the hell does that mean? I, I think it just means he's from, like, around Boston. Yeah, like I he's guess. From there. Uh, who attends the University of Miami, uh, immediately uh, fla- fled toward Duval Street. After, well, I assumed he was peeing on Duval Street. Because that's the busy street in Key West. But he wasn't, apparently. Hmm. Uh, after Officer Michael Chausset uh, identified himself in the uh, heart of the city's old town, Duval Street uh, features more than 40 bars. That's all? I thought it was more than 40, actually. It's like, it's that's really, a lot of freaking bars. A lot of bars, man. You would have so much fun in Key West. It's on, I mean, it's just a ball. The food's great. People are doing whatever they do. Uh, they're all having fun. Haven't run into one prick there yet. No. Oh, that was great. While Mortar was zigzagging to prevent capture. Oh, a banana zigzagging. <laughs> Guy in a banana costume zigzagging. I like it. That works for me. Uh, he was zigzagging to prevent a capture. A second cop grabbed him by the peel. And it does say grabbed That's him by awesome. the peel, by the way. Uh, Mortimer then twisted and pulled away before Chostet. Uh, used a leg sweep to knock him to the ground. Even then, Mortimer <laughs> interlaced his fingers and held them tightly together in a bid to stymie the handcuffing. Uh, they can still handcuff you, even if you're like this. You're still getting handcuffed. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. That... <laughs> it's like, what? All right. That's why they clip this way. They don't slip over. They clip. Yeah. Not, I feel like this guy was not like we, we've already known that he doesn't think things through too yeah. much. Well, there is that. No, this is like strike three for him. <laughs> he's got, but he's very. I guess he's only twenty years old, and he looks. He looks like he's a teenager, but he's got this sly look on his face, and he does look like somebody. But I, I don't know. I don't have any idea who the hell it is. I'm, I'm falling apart on everyone on that story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I wonder. Does it say what he got um, arrested for? Was it the public urination, or was because he's underage, and I assume he was drinking? I wonder um, if it was a. It looks like disorderly conduct and resisting arrest, both yeah. misdemeanors. He is scheduled for arraignment on the 16th. Um, I mean, here, here's my takeaway from this. Yep. That is one hell of a mugshot to have for the rest of your it life. It really is. That is true. Like, like, I'm, I'm not condoning no. going and peeing on a building and running away from the police. <laughs> Dad, what are you wearing? But, yeah. A banana costume. Banana costume. Yeah. <laughs> no question about it. We got it covered. Uh, yeah, Mortimer was dressed like a banana when he posed for a booking photo. That's awesome. <laughs> He's still wearing his banana outfit, uh, which I think that stuff is, uh, you know, what the hell. Yeah, don't do that, but 
Right. There's worse things that he could have been, yes. been doing. And he's probably so intoxicated. Like, the person behind the camera is probably like, all right, Kyle, smile. And then he mm-hmm. gave, like, that little thing of, like, okay, yep. this is a funny situation. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying that all police encounters are going to go well. But most of the time, <laughs> if you get caught for that, like, the odd pay on the officer, if you're just a nice human being... They'll probably be like, hey, man, this is a warning. Don't do that anymore. Like, get out of here. But once you start to run away, now you're definitely getting a ticket. Yeah, I've never had one of those situations in my life. I've never had a run-in with the police. Never? Never. Nope. Like not even getting pulled over for speeding? Oh, I get pulled over, but not an encounter where, you know, that kind of deal. I just, I don't know. I've been pulled over before. I've been given a ticket. I have not had a speeding ticket now in, I would think, about 25 years. Yeah, knock on wood, I don't remember the last time I've gotten one either. See, there you go. And I've never been in jail. I've never, I've been in jail to visit people. Mm-hmm. So I've been in prison to visit people, as a matter of fact. But I've never <laughs> been in prison or in jail myself, which I'm very happy Good with. for you. I had an encounter with the police when I was in, I guess I don't even know how old I was. But I was just out of college, and... I was living in the, like on Franklin Avenue, right by Augsburg, by the footbridge. Sure. Yep. In my, I was in my car and somebody came up and threw a cinder block through it. And what? Yeah, they threw a cinder block through the window, held me at gunpoint, like took my wallet and Jesus. like they took off running. And so because they took my phone, I was able to track it to over by the crack stacks. And so I got me and a couple of my friends <laughs> got in the car and drove over there when they turned my phone on and ended up like essentially tackling this kid in the middle of the street because we found the guy that robbed me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you found him? Oh, yeah. We were going oh, we to get my well. stuff back. And so we have him in a headlock Ooh. outside of Palmer's Bar right oh, there. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. And so, and then there were had to be a hundred Somali people came out because the kid was small that ended up robbing me. Mm-hmm. But, but the whole, it felt like the whole crack stacks came out and emptied into the streets. And I remember just being surrounded and thinking, well, I'm going to have to fight 25 of these people. My friend's <laughs> going to have to fight another separate 25 or we're getting killed. The police ended up showing up. And because we were the ones that in this specific instance instigated the occurrence, they're like, you got to all disperse. We're going to arrest you. But I ended up getting my wallet back. But not my phone. But yeah, not your phone. So he no, threw your phone away or something. Yeah. The, well, the the kid went up to the room to go get it, and I was like, "Officer, they already gave me my wallet back. If you just wait two minutes, I'm gonna get my phone." But because obviously, if they bring the phone back, then now the officer knows they stole it, and they're probably gonna get arrested. So they were like, "Oh no, we don't know what he's talking about." Mm. And, oh and yeah. So it was one of those deals. But yeah, that was my one major officer run in. That was it. Yep. But that wasn't your fault. It was yeah, the other guy's fault. I'll take. Partial responsibility for going and dragging him down in the street. <laughs> what the hell no, you should? What else were you supposed to do? I mean, probably technically wait for Officer Dave to nope. do his investigation yeah. and bring back the stuff, not take justice in my own hand and drag him in the middle of the street. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Makes for a great story. I'm a big fan of street justice. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, well, so, you sometimes it's more effective. Do you have to whip a little ass on I mean, I may or may not have tackled this guy in the middle of the street <laughs> and then. My much bigger friend came over and with one arm puts him in Whoops. a headlock and then drags him over to the sidewalk. <laughs> it was like, if you don't go get the stuff right now, this is not going to end well for you. And like, even the kid's uncle was like, he's known for robbing people, so we believe you. Oh my yeah. God. I was like, yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Your don't. own uncle knows that you're a robber. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the kids, Jesus. like, they went upstairs, and one of the, the, he was like the elder statesman of the group, comes over, and he's like, that's my nephew. We've had issues with him before. We're sorry. We're going to get you your stuff oh back. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I got booked in high school one time, but only because I was doing, we did a, we did a Arrive Alive demonstration for, like, the school where we had to work, like, with police to, like, do a, a whole scene that was, like, mm-hmm. this is why you shouldn't drink and drive type of thing. Yep. But then because of that, for some reason, I got thrust into, like, the I'm the guy that was driving roles. So I had to go to, a, like, the jail and get booked and go through everything so they could film it. Okay. And it was it was a weird experience. Like, I would not want to get arrested. No. <laughs> in, in my hometown, they built a new, well, Polk County, Wisconsin. They built a brand new jail. This was probably 20 years ago. Yeah. And so they opened it up to the general public and you could take tours because my dad worked there. So he's like, yeah, well, you guys come in. We're going to take a tour. And it was super nice. Wouldn't want to spend the night there. But yeah, they opened it up to the general <laughs> public. Like, if you guys get arrested, this is where you'll be staying. Oh. I have a great workhouse story. <clears throat> I hope it's great. But I uh, got a call. Maybe my youngest brother, who's no longer with us, uh, got arrested for something. He was in the... Uh, what do they call it? the Parker's Parker's Lake Resort? They call it the workhouse because it's on Parker's Lake. <laughs> he was in Parker's Lake Resort, so I had to go pick him up because I got him. I called my attorney and got him straightened away. So I went to, out, out to pick him up, and I'm standing in the front area mm-hmm. of I don't know the release area or whatever the hell it was, and there's this old guy, and he looked. Do you remember Mad Dog Vashon? Do you remember that wrestler? No, nope. I don't. Long before your time. He was a professional wrestler. Mad Dog Vashon, and he talked like this. I'm coming to get you on Saturday night at the St. Paul Auditorium. He was one of those guys, right? <laughs> Mad Dog Vashon. And he had, a, what, he had a brother, too. What the hell was his name? 952-600-2575. What was Mad Dog Vashon's brother's name? Because I can't remember his name. But Mad Dog, there was a guy in the workhouse, and he's wearing the workhouse outfit so i know he was a, a prisoner and he looked just like mad dog vachon and i mean identical to mad dog vachon was it paul paul vachon no or was it like a wrestling world? it was a wrestling name okay yeah. oh, okay it was a wrestling name so <laughs> one of my favorite things i'm standing there and mad dog this is what all the prisoners called him because he looked mm. like Mad Dog Vachon. It wasn't Mad Dog Vachon, but he looked like him. He's walking toward us, and you could see from many, many, many feet away that uh, Mad Dog had peed his pants, right? Yeah. Was it Damien, the Pitbull Vachon? Maybe. That's, that's what I've got. They were the Vachon brothers, so you had Mad Dog wow, and Mad the Pitbull. Dog and Pitbull. There yep. you go. Okay, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Okay, so Mad Dog, the prisoner's coming at us. And you can see that he peed his pants. And there are a group of Tevin's cousins standing to my left. And one of them goes, hey, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, you pissed your pants again. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Mad Dog starts going, F you, F you, F you. When he was saying the whole word. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It's like, what a great jailhouse experience that right. was. <laughs> It's a real, real episode of Scared Straight. Yeah, that's about what it is right there. Oh, God, and I love it. So real quick, we were talking about Key West a little earlier. Yes, sir. Wendy says she's all on board 
for a Key West trip oh, for the should. show. She's, she's been there. Yeah, Damn. well, and she brought that up. She said that she's never seen somebody urinating in public there, but there was a naked guy in CVS the last time oh, the yeah. show. <laughs> or for the first time the show was down there. Also, I've been corrected. Was it Butcher Vachon? It was Butcher Vachon. That's exactly. Yeah, it was okay. Mad Dog and Butcher Vachon. Bernie called in? Yep. Shut up. Bernie, Bernie. Lauer? Mm-hmm. Get off your ass and go sell something. <laughs> I love doing that to him. Bernie, thanks for listening, Pally. Um, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to join me in my suite to see the Eagles on their farewell tour, here's how to register. Go to the Tom Bernard Show app, download it if you don't have it yet, and sign up. Or go to our website, TomBernardShow.com, and sign up there. Then listen for me to announce your name at 8, 10, 9, 10, and 10, 10 each day between November 2nd and Tuesday, November 14th. We'll announce the same name three times each day at 10 o'clock after each hour between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. To win, here's the deal. Email us back at contests at TomBernardShow.com. That's contests at TomBernardShow.com by midnight that night, and you will win. When you win, you'll be joining me in the suite at the XL. And, yes, Catherine will be there with me because people keep asking me, is Catherine coming? Yep, she's coming. Uh, When you win, you'll join me and Catherine in the suite at XL and see the Eagles on Saturday, November 18th. And I must say again, the response we had yesterday was just overwhelming, way over the top. Thank you so much for your response to that whole deal. I mean, as we're building a new show here, it takes a while to build a new show on on podcasting. So to see so many of you step up and become listeners and enter the contest, I love it. That's all I have. Oh, look at Hunyuk. He's like, once you just run out the door. Oh, these guys, I'm sick of working with these guys. I'm leaving. What the hell are you doing? Got a spa day probably lined up, going to relax. You got a spa day? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you I know, I it. have my monthly spa day coming up here next week. <laughs> my, oh, do yeah. you? Your monthly <laughs> spa like day? The guy that has a spa day. Come on now. He's joining Brittany to go oh, study pharmacology. <laughs> yes, pharmacology. Yeah, I'll be, okay. I'll be also off every Tuesday starting next week. <laughs> Don't you love that? The show starts uh, when in March. I think it was like March first. Mm-hmm. Within a few months, I'm taking Tuesdays off. What? I never heard of something like that. So is this a bad time to tell you that uh, I'm going to be gone Wednesdays for my culinary class that I'm taking? What culinary class, you lying sack? Liar! All right, AJ, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Drive safe, everybody. And also, make sure you clean off your cars. Officer Dave said it's illegal if you don't, so I'm telling you now. It's only illegal if you you get caught. (laughs) Oh, well... (laughs) <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. See Eerie new details are coming up, uh, coming to light, I should say, following the tragic death of Matthew Perry, who died of an apparent drowning incident at his California home on Saturday. He was only 54 years old. He was in treatment 14 times. No, don't sell him short. 15. 15, 15 times, times. Excuse me. It was 15 times yep. <clears throat> in treatment. And spent $9 million. $9 million on treatment. Yeah. Jesus. The Post can confirm that officials received a phone call reporting that the late actor was in his hot tub and not breathing. The Los Angeles Fire Department arrived at 4.07 p.m. The Los Angeles Police Department at 4.10. The caller's identity has not been revealed by authorities, though TMZ has reported it was Perry's assistant who made the call after the actor had sent him out on an errand. Uh, The Friends album was reportedly found under... I, I said album. Friends alum was found underwater. 
So he had been dead for quite some time, it sounds like. An adult male patient was deceased prior to first uh, response arrival. The LAFD said in a statement obtained by the Post, the patient was found by a bystander who had uh, repositioned the victim where the head was out of the water. Um, Did they have any idea why? I mean, did he have a heart attack, stroke? Yeah, that, that was the rumor, and I'm sure Kristen probably will know a little bit more when she's on in a couple minutes. But, yeah, it was. It sounded like he had some sort of heart attack okay. that probably forced him into the water, and then at that point he drowned. The statement continued. Firefighters pulled the victim out of the jacuzzi and did a quick medical assessment to find he was dead. As the Post previously reported, Perry's parents, Suzanne and John Bennett Perry, and his stepdad, Dateline's Keith Morrison, were later photographed appearing distraught outside the home, and the late star's body was removed from a residence that night. Uh, an autopsy has been completed, but a coroner ordered more tests, including toxicology. Results can take months in that case, though. Additionally, a cause of death was deferred. LAPD Captain Scott Williams. I mean, it's got to be something like that, because you're not just going to fall asleep in a hot tub. Right. And if <clears> I wonder <throat> if the assistant, and Kristen hopefully will know more about it, but I wonder if the assistant was with him, then got sent out on the errand, and then in yeah. that little window this happened, which yeah. if that's the case, could you imagine being that assistant? Like, oh, if I didn't just go to the store, maybe I would have been there to <sighs> oh, help out. Yeah, that would not be good. Not good. A source told TMZ that prescription medications were recovered and will be part of the review, which is a common practice. That was very, very sad. He was on, uh, oh, God, was it on the national news? I think it was the ABC News uh, being interviewed about this uh, just a short time ago, within the last year, I guess, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he was just talking about being in treatment 15 times and this, that, and the other thing, and he just... He just couldn't get past it, could he? He tried no. and tried and tried. But he said he used to go down and go into, like, if a house was for sale, mm-hmm. he would go in and go, oh, I think to, you know, view the house. He'd go in, go into the bathroom and go through their medicine cabinet to see if there's something he could steal. Oh, my well, gosh. I mean, isn't that amazing, Andy? Yeah, it's uh, pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, if <clears throat> spending $9 million of your own money doesn't convince you to stop the habit. Right. Like, I'm not sure there's much that is going to help you out. No. I, what is it about the human brain? Because it's got to be the brain that malfunctions there, isn't it? I mean, I don't know why else you would... 15 times through treatment and mm-hmm. never did take? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any answers. It's a, obviously a very... There's a lot of money being made in the addiction mm-hmm. business. And yeah. yeah. So it, it's sad. It's not easy. So I would assume when I read stories like this that when I stopped drinking all those years, like 12 years ago, something like that, it is now. Mm-hmm. Well, Catherine said, you know, you should probably stop drinking. And I went, oh, okay. Yeah. So apparently I wasn't an alcoholic or an addict because I just gave it up. I didn't go through. We went to right. some discussion things. I didn't go through treatment on it. But so I can't even imagine no. going through something as severe as he did with the drug addiction more than the alcoholism even. Right. Because when it's at the point where it's an addiction, it's not a because there's a difference between, oh, I just like to have a beer after work and a I need to have alcohol or I need to have this drug in order to function or that's the main goal of the day. Apparently, yeah. Catherine uh, felt that it wasn't the fact that I was drinking is that I was such a pain in the ass when I did drink that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Don't well, be I mean, jumping from, on her side like her, that. From her point of view, it's just probably the best thing. 
yeah. that could have happened for you. Because, I mean, especially with being in the public eye, all it takes is now one person with a camera phone yeah. watching you freak out on somebody at a restaurant. And that's a good all point. Over. That is a good point. So, yeah, I got very lucky in that situation. Well, I, like I said, from the time I was like 21 to 30 years old, I didn't drink at all. Mm-hmm. So I drank from 11 to 21. Then when I was old enough to drink, I stopped drinking. Yeah. And then I picked it up again for a while there after I turned 30. And I don't know. I, I just never had any problem. I mean, Andy, you were there and you saw the whole thing. I just gave it up and never picked up a drink again. I just You went into treatment, though. It wasn't really treatment. That was a discussion thing. You mean over at the, over there? Courage on, Center or whatever? Not Courage Center. No, one Courage Center. Uh, was, uh, the Hell's Health time zone yeah something like that health time zone that's right that's what it was, it was over on like something 35th and hennepin but yeah. that wasn't treatment really it was discussing alcoholism but it was still a place where you had to go to spend money to kick the habit so you know yeah i suppose that's true i didn't have to wear close the, enough i didn't have to, to go in because i guess the deal was it hazeltine yeah hazeltine where you go has all the big, live big there essentially yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, I, I know someone whose mom had to take, uh, what the hell is it called, that that pill that makes it so if you drink alcohol, you get sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once what you're is at that, that called again? Once you're at that point, you uh, know you're, you've got problems. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it was not that. Matter of fact, the next night after I had quit drinking, I think we went out to celebrate. abuse. abuse, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. abuse. that's exactly what it's called. But the day after I gave up drinking... Catherine's birthday party was at, we went to Ocean Air that night for her birthday party, mm-hmm. like the next night. And I, you know, bought some wine for everybody. And Catherine's like, oh, should we be buying alcohol? I said, I don't care if you drink. Yeah. So I guess with some people that is a problem. They can't watch other people drink either. Yep. But I mean, God bless them because I never went, I had, I didn't have any of that. You know, I had no pain, no watching other people drink made me nervous. I didn't care. Right. I still don't care after all that. Whatever. No. And like working in the service industry, they're like everybody for the most part drinks in the service industry. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. remember there was a point where, cause it would be, okay, we worked all day. Let's have a, a drink after work. And one turns to two. And then now you've right. done that for four days in a row. And I'll be like, I should, I'm going to stop drinking just to make sure that I'm not having a problem. And mm-hmm. then you realize like, Oh yeah, it's not something that I'm needing to do. It was just because it was convenient. And so there's, because you used to like joke, or I used to joke like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I think I'm turning into an alcoholic." And you hear stories of people that are like, yep. "No, I drank a case of Bud Light for breakfast." And oh yeah, type of thing. I and know. it's yeah, there are some very sad stories that are very extreme. I'll go through periods where I'm drinking like a bottle of liquor every week, but then I'll just suddenly stop and not mm-hmm. drink for like three years. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, doesn't affect the same way. There was a guy we had a neighbor when we lived on 26th Avenue North. Who about three houses down, something like that. Mm-hmm. Every month, a semi from the Grain Belt Brewery would pull up to his house. He bought 60 cases of beer a month. That is 48 bottles a day. I hope he was sharing it. Yeah. Mm. That's, I doubt that's, it. That's more than some restaurants will buy exactly. for, for people that are showing up to drink. But the, honest to God, the Grain Belt semi would show up and unload case after case after case after case. This is just... I don't know if I should be impressed or concerned. <laughs> like that's just unbelievable. But I mean, even back then, let's say the beer might only been five bucks a case or something. When mm, I was a little kid, still I, a maybe, lot of money. 
I mean, that's you're still talking yeah. three hundred bucks a month, and that's in nineteen sixties money. Yeah, exactly, is, it's like a thousand bucks a month these days, probably. <laughs> yep. Oh, easily. So yeah. I mean, yeah, twelve thousand dollars a year just on beer, not Jeez. not good. You know, I never saw him though. Not once. Because yeah, he's I probably why. too busy yeah. drinking. <laughs> too busy wheeling up a storm. And from working in the service engine, knowing somebody obviously has to sell that to him, there's probably some sales rep that, like, he was their biggest account. Yeah. For it's like, he's going to call at 4 p.m. every 27th, yeah. and I'm at the phone waiting for his call. I don't know if I was that sales rep, like, unless I knew he was buying it and not drinking it all himself, I don't know that I could continually sell yeah, him 60 cases. That's true. Yeah, because I'm you're kind of a drug, drug dealer, dealer at that point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of more a drug dealer than a beer seller. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I will never forget that, though, watching that guy. I mean, he'd put like four cases at a time on the buggy, the mm-hmm. little wheeler, the, the hand wheeler. I was like, what is that all about? And I'm like, really? Jeez. That yeah. is amazing. There's no question about that. That's it's a different life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I had a, a coworker that he was telling me he was sober now, but he at the time he was telling me he would drink a handle of Jack Daniels pretty much every day. And how much is a handle? That's like the normal size. Or so like it's a, a fifth bottle. No, because a fifth isn't the fifth a small one. A fifth is 750 milliliters. Probably I think a, it was a liter. I think a handle's a liter. Probably think, a liter. Let's see. But Isn't yeah. that like a one and a half bottles? A normal? handle is a one point seven five. A one point seven five. So the big, holy yeah, the big god! Yikes. And he was, he was like, yeah. It started out with like the smaller bottle, and he was like, my tolerances kept building and yeah. building, and he was like, now then he had to go to treatment, and now he's sober. But I was like, a handle? Like I just imagined the hangover the next day, and he was like, oh, well, god. when you drink that much, you're drinking to cure the hangover, and that then you're true. really not that right, hungover. Exactly. You're so used to it. You know, one thing about that is, and it wasn't the one that I chose because it was right by our house. That's why we went to that whole deal, mm-hmm. went to the meetings, all that stuff. But, boy, I saw a lot of pretty damn famous people come through there, and they're all dead now. Yeah. So they tried to kick the habit and didn't work, and they all died, yeah. well, unfortunately. I mean, just like the cigarettes when we were talking about yesterday yeah. where people were smoking four packs a day or however much. It's yeah, all the same. Isn't that a sad story that, that it's just... Uh, I guess I got quite an attitude when I used to drink, too. I'm, I'm not aware of it, but I, that's what I hear. Part of me wishes that I knew you back then just to see how <laughs> mm, the, the spectacle. Yeah, but I wouldn't imagine that if you got pissed off while drunk that it would end well for whoever no. was talking to you. No, that's pretty much off. true. Don't do things like that. That's yeah. all I'm saying. All right, so in any case, Matthew Perry, we still will probably, do you think we'll ever know what actually killed him? Once toxicology comes back, I have a feeling we will. So that'll be what a couple of months, Andy? You think? I don't. Month, it's not months. I don't know what what they're talking about. That's mm-hmm. what they're trying to say. It'll take. It months. might be months, including the process to get it released to the public legally. Maybe oh, okay. is what they're yeah, talking about. Maybe. But toxicology oh, yeah. does not take months to run. No, no. it's just doing tests in a lab. Yeah, and I guess unless you have a major stock back pie or backlog of tests you need to do, it could take a while. But yeah, but even months then, months, months doesn't no. seem correct. I would have to agree, months. That's a little over the top. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes. More right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. 
Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And all we ever do on this show is deliver because we have not only Kristen Burt, but we have Dr. Ralph Basham 
to tell us what the hell killed Matthew Perry. Oh, in your I, guess. I worry that very high incidence of uh, suicide uh, with people who are recovering. Very high. I mean, it's a scary oh, is high. It really? And, you know, you wonder whether they just started drinking again or just had fentanyl overdose. I mean, it'll show up in the toxicology. Yep, toxicology. Poor guy. Yeah. Wait for that. Sad, sad situation. But chemicals are a bad thing. Bad, bad thing. Now, if you'd look over at Kristen's eyes, it looks like she was boozed up last night because her eyes are kind of... <laughs> booze hound know, she is. Booze hound. You know. I know. You guys know how much I drink. Which is like <laughs> every... Let's see. Oh, I should mention, by the way, because uh, I just ran into somebody in the hall said they had heard about this, but Tim Laurent, who is a pickleball instructor, is coming in tomorrow to be on the family podcast. So I told him to come in a little early up here on this one as well. But pickleball was Matthew Perry's life at the end, wasn't it? I heard they talk. He loved to play pickleball. It was, and I think it's kind of interesting that they're saying he normally plays about two hours of pickleball a day, sometimes twice a day. Really? And that particular morning, he was feeling very fatigued and only played about an hour and then went home. So that Mm. was kind of unusual. So people will be kind of retracing his steps they do believe from the latest report I've been seeing that he was not dead that long, they believe. Um, oh, and really? That, yeah, based off of the water in his lungs. And God. that also brings up a kind of a questionable situation, which is TMZ has a direct line, obviously, to the coroner's office. And huh. uh, there are allegations that it wasn't even public record that he had passed away and mm. that some of his family and friends oh, found out God. from social media that he had passed away. Oh, God. TMZ had beat them to the punch and which has happened before. We know this happened when Kobe Bryant passed away. I'm sure it happens and, all the time. And also um, Wolfgang Van Halen, Wolfie, who Wolfie. is obviously the son of a- Eddie Van Halen said something very similar happened to his family as well. Well, when something like this happens, the police scanners are going crazy. I mean, when Kobe's helicopter went down, you know, the sheriff's helicopters, I mean, these guys are chattering one thing or another. And they say, hey, this was the helicopter on this flight path. Uh Uh-oh. Look what, here, look what I found. You know, I found these glasses with KB on. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. the kind of thing. Or if you know the address, if you're familiar with the address or people start plugging it in and if the celebrities haven't registered their house in a trust, which surprisingly a lot of them don't, you can quickly pick up who owns that house. Yep. Don't you live at 1313 Mockingbird Lane? I certainly do. That is where all my letters go. <laughs> you remember where 1313 Mockingbird Lane was? I don't. Andy? It's uh, Monsters. The Monsters. Yeah. Oh, the Monsters. Uh, <laughs> I was worried it was the Psycho House. Yeah, yeah the Psycho House. No, there you that's go. Uh, whatever yeah, that's hotel. where all my letters go to the Psycho House. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one other interesting thing, too, on this Matthew Perry thing, I've, I've been covering it all morning long, um, yeah. is that he downsized his real estate portfolio in the last couple of years as well. So I think a lot of the money he spent going yeah. to rehab, getting himself sober, um, and that, that rocky road took a big hit to his finances as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the you know when you consider that the cast was making a million dollars an episode Jeez, in that last insane. few seasons yeah they made a lot of money mm-hmm. um but the fact that he sold his malibu home he sold his big pacific palisades home and downsized to a relatively modest home like a four bedroom home for a celebrity that had been on tv quite right. a, a lot over the years that that is small in los angeles yeah and his assistant is the one that found him correct 
And that is correct. Was the assistant was running an errand for him? So was the assistant with him, then left to run the errand, came back and found him dead? Correct. He was sent out to buy him a new iPhone as well as pick up his new prescription glasses. And when he returned, somewhere between one and two hours later, that time frame hasn't really been nailed down. Mm -hmm. They discovered that Matthew Perry had dis was deceased. Mm -hmm. Interesting yeah, timing. He may have had an uh, MI or some such thing yeah. like that, certainly in that age group. I mean, that's a possibility. He had a massive MI and yep. happened to pass out and go under. I mean, it's... I, when you talked about him not being dead for very long, but in cases like that, you don't need to be dead for very long. Yeah, once you're because dead, you're dead. Once your breathing <laughs> stops or you're underwater... Four it, minutes. You got, yeah, five minutes tops. Yeah, yeah they said there takes. was no reviving him on site. Like, he was yep, already that's dead. that's all it takes, which yeah. is pretty scary to think about, like, you know... Uh, any one of us could be four minutes from death right now. Ooh, hey, bite your tongue. <laughs> oh, bite my gosh. How did it, Andy? I know. It's and spooky also, season. Yeah, exactly. It's well Halloween. People. we got to talk about <laughs> death and shit. Will everyone stop going in a hot tub alone, by the way? Absolutely. It's not a great yes. idea. No interest at all no, going in a hot tub alone. never go in a hot tub alone you know, unless you are, I don't know. You know, another scenario is that uh, he, uh, for whatever reason, was dehydrated that morning. Went to play pickleball. Play pickleball. Jeez, I feel really run down. I'm dehydrated. He could have gotten that hot tub, that warm water, yeah. passed out, and yep. slid under. And that was yep. because he just passed out from being dehydrated. That happens. People faint. So, Well, like I said, Tim Laurent will be in tomorrow to talk about pickleball. So I'm going to blame it on him. This is your fault that he's dead. What do you think? Should yeah. I just blame him? You should. Sure. Pickleball, pickleball the is the root of all evil. pickleball is yeah. the director's all. Yeah. Pickleball yeah. is a gateway drug. Exactly. Kristen, now, when you lose somebody, he's a big name in Hollywood, no question. He had a couple of real pretty sizable hits. I mean, what goes on in your town today now when they lose a guy like that? Um, it's, it's probably going to be nonstop coverage this week. First of all, I think people need to understand that. Um, in New York City, um, in the West Village, where the Friends, even though they filmed it in Los Angeles, yeah. obviously the exterior that they used has turned into a shrine there. So mm -hmm. any entertainment reporter in New York City is heading down to the West Village to kind of cover the tributes that have um, started on that street corner. Um, for us here in Los Angeles, you're going to be looking at I mean, honestly, they're trying to get anyone to talk. They got his pickleball instructor to already speak. Um, obviously, the, the Friends cast is beside themselves with grief, totally understandable. And they did a joint statement yesterday and just said, this is what we're saying from now. You know, he wasn't just a cast member. He was family. If and when we feel ready to speak, we will. Um, but everyone, you know, then you go back on past footage. You go back and look at his dating history. That's been a big thing. And let me tell you, Matthew Perry dated a lot of people in Hollywood. He had quite the romantic life over the years. So when did you um, date him? I'm sorry? When did you date him? <laughs> I did not. I've never dated a celebrity for every reason you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would go well. Good Although call. you'd end up uh, a lot richer. So there's that. No, probably not, because being an entertainment reporter, not the best idea to be sleeping with a celebrity. Yeah, that's true. You cover them. It really ruins your reputation very quickly, and I've seen it happen firsthand. Oh, really? Conflict yeah. of interest? It's, it's a, you know, here's the thing. Entertainment reporting is a very small world, and um, even though it seems like news is a really big world, entertainment reporting is a very small world, and there's like a core maybe 20 to 30 of us in this town that um, have mm. regularly worked over the years. And if you do something like that, let me tell you, everybody knows within 
five minutes of it happening and it becomes very hard once the publicists find out because then they don't want to book you for press junket interviews because they consider you a risk. Yeah. So. God, I was just thinking back to one of the great scenes on The Tonight Show. Don Rickles shows up and and I can't remember who had, somebody famous had died a week earlier. Oh, Kitty's back. Halloween. Oh, it's right. It is Halloween. I keep forgetting. Oh, the black one. Good. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, Carson asked, somebody famous had died like a week early and they were sad about that and blah, 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 blah. And Johnny Carson looks at Don Rickles and said, "Uh, Don, you ever thought about that, you know, hopefully many, many years from now when you die, though? I mean, how's your wife going to react? And there was a long pause. And Don Rickles said, well, here's the deal, Johnny. The day I die, let's say the shoes turn up and I'm laying there on the floor dead in the living room. And my wife comes in and out of the house and blah, blah, blah. And about three days later, she go, oh, did he die? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even care. That's really, really funny. First of in the third person. <clears throat> he referred to it as the shoes turn up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, I don't know. what He, he didn't. Now, he wasn't married, didn't have any children, none of that? No, never married, uh, didn't have any children. His ex-fiance, whom they broke up, I believe, in 2021, spoke up today and just said, you know, I'm going to miss him. He was so talented, but he also caused me more pain than anyone has yeah. in my entire life. And then recommended, which I think is kind of interesting. They dated from 2018 to 2021. During a time when he was reportedly sober, Mm -hmm. um, she just said, I recommend anyone who is in a situation dating an addict go to Al-Anon. Yeah, I suppose that is true. I think that was a very telling post. Her name was Molly Hurwitz. Is there anybody who knows where this all started for him? I mean, it started somewhere, obviously. Well, first of all, he was, I think we mentioned yesterday, you know, he did get started in the industry as a child actor and star. So, you know, you you have easy access to a lot of things at a young age. Um, But I think the big catalyst for him was his jet ski accident. And Vicodin was his pain pill of choice. And that really sort of snowballed for him very rapidly. And if you go back and watch the 10 seasons of friends, you know when he's in the throes of addiction because he got down to 128 pounds oh, at the height of his addiction. Wow. I mean, wardrobe must have been beside themselves. I mean, yeah. Ralph, you would understand this sure. in terms of like trying to fit people when you gain mm-hmm. a lot of weight or you lose a lot of weight. It's a lot of work for the costume department. That's right. If you're trying to use the same uh, uh, outfits to be consistent season to season or, or show to show, yeah, that's a, they're, they're redoing whole whole outfits or whole... Uh, wardrobes. I mean, that's a yep. that is a big deal. You know, he said on his, he said on that on the interview with the the uh, Cheers Renew or the Cheers uh, Renewed uh, interview with all the cast members. Mm-hmm. He said that he can look at the he can look at each of the episodes. Oh, that's cocaine. That's alcohol. Oh, that's geez. heroin. So he was heavily uh. addicted during that period of time. He admitted that. He so much admitted that on TV. That's such a hard break. I still don't understand, but and I will, and maybe it's once again because of where I grew up, because I watched it happen so often. I do not understand going out in the street and going, "Here, here's a twenty. Could I have some heroin?" You don't even know what the hell it is they're giving you. Right, but well, I mean, not, especially point, now with care. fentanyl, I wouldn't yes. touch any type of street drug at this point. Oh, can you even imagine how nuts you'd no. have to be? It, I know you don't care. I you just don't care. You don't care. People don't care. 
And and because Kristen, you were saying er, er, earlier yesterday, if you start on pain pills and they're very expensive and they're hard to get, well, now you're settling for whatever can get you as close to that high for cheaper because you don't have the option to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. 100%. It happened to a friend of mine. If I showed you a photo of her, you would never, never in a million years ever say like she wound up addicted to pain pills. She wound up addicted to heroin. She wound up living on the street. I mean, she's completely turned her life around. She's married. She's a mom. She's, you know, a dance teacher now, but she had a really dark few years there and it was at the height of her success as a dancer and and an actress. Never would have thought that. And I'm sure she looks back at those times and is like, I don't even recognize who that person is. Like, I don't know if you understand what I was doing. Mike Tyson says the same thing. Mm -hmm. He says the same thing about uh, his interaction with drugs and things like that, where he bit the, bit the ear off, things like he says, Hey, that's a different person. He so much says that now it's fascinating thing to hear. And I, I have a huge respect for him. Yeah. You know, they're only yeah, five. I've interviewed Mike Tyson before, and he's a big teddy bear. He's very sweet. And yeah. you would never think about those really dark years. I, domestic violence he was accused of with Robin Givens, one, uh, one of his wives. Yeah. And you have to remember, like, there, it was really bad for him for quite a long time. Calling Mike Tyson a teddy bear is just <laughs> such a weird juxtaposition because you see him well, go yeah. knock and out these huge so, human beings. A, a woman can do that. I can't do that. You can't do that. Never. But he is very gentle and sweet when you do interview him. But yeah. this is the modern era Mike Tyson. Yep. This is not the, you know, 20 years ago Mike Tyson. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Don King. Don King was his manager. Wasn't that right? Mm, it was, yeah. Yeah, Don yeah. King was... He was a shady kind of a guy with the oh, hair. Oh God, yes. You know, so I, I the drugs and everything. I'm, ooh, I, I hate to think that he was part of it, but I worry. You know, it's really interesting. I just thought about this just now. I've talked many times about the fact that I grew up in a group of about 22, 23 schoolmates and neighborhood guys. Uh, just the guys, not talking about the the girls as well. But I, I grand total, there were like 23 of us. And we went after it pretty hard, starting in our very early, is 11 a very early teen? Yes. <laughs> Some people say that's pre-teen, there's no yeah. teen at the yeah. end of no 11. Teen. No tween. Teen. Yeah, the word is tween. Tween. But what's interesting about that, looking back, just hearing you guys talk about all this stuff, that of the 23 guys, there are five of us still alive, and four of us had stopped drinking a long time ago. The only ones, there's one Mark uh, drinks, but not a lot. But the other four of us don't drink at all. And we're the only ones still alive. Everybody else is dead. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's a big number, honestly, that are gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, drinking, survival of heavy drinking isn't good. No. No. You have to stop at some point or else it's going to kill you. (laughs) You will stop at one point. Well, yeah. Either you stop voluntarily or involuntarily. Thank you. No question about it. But, yeah, it's kind of it's sad to look at. But you look at it and it's like, hey, I'm sorry, but if you want to live a long time, you better not drink a lot of alcohol. You can have some, but you drink a lot of alcohol, do a lot of street drugs. You ain't going to live very That's long. That's what my grandpa said during the final years. Someone we know died uh, of alcoholism-related death, and I told my grandpa about it. And he goes, did he smoke and drink? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, well, I hate to say I told you so. <laughs> That's real nice. Really sweet Mm -hmm. right there. But, I mean, he said he was an insurance adjuster for years, and that's why he stopped smoking. Because he was like, we know the numbers of how early you die when you smoke and drink because that's our business is knowing 
you know, the difference in life expectancy. And as soon as I saw those numbers, I was like, I have to stop this. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, no question. And it makes it. sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know this at the time, but I used to, I smoked from the time I was 11 till I was like 21. But wow. I actually never really smoked because I used to French inhale. But when you do that, you take it in, you inhale it up your nose and it comes right back. It never makes it into your lungs. So huh. even though I smoked, I didn't really smoke. Because when I just quit it at 20, I was like, oh, that's nothing, no big deal. But I will tell how much is a pack of cigarettes now? 10 bucks? Uh, is it 12 to 14 in New York? I felt like it was 15 here yeah, in LA. Say, I don't know. $15 Kristen a pack? Kristen was going to say like 50 bucks. <laughs> 15 I was going to say 15 but I don't know. I mean, I I've never smoked. So. Minnesota's $9. <laughs> Minnesota's $9. Uh, let's see. California is, let's see, cigarette prices by state. Number one is New York, ten fifty. Oh, ten fifty. Uh, California is actually below Minnesota at eight fourteen. <laughs> what do I know? Wow. No. Yeah, there you go. No, well, wait. How do you that, know I don't smoke? <laughs> I don't know if that's with or without the tax, though. No, oh. because oh, it, it's probably fifteen in California. Because New York that. it says it's pack of cigarettes 50. costs ten fifty three, but the cigarette tax is four thirty five. So does that mean it's fifteen bucks? Yeah, I think so. So okay. it is fifteen bucks a pack. Well, California's tax is Woo! actually lower than ours too by is, yeah. seventeen cents. It is. Yep. So, so how much is a pack of marijuana cigarettes going to be? A lot more, I'm guessing. I, that I do not know. Well, what do you what do you think? Because it's going to become legal. It's going to be a national right. but legal I don't think, product. I don't think they're going to sell them in, in packs. Yeah, it's they're not going to be like buying cigarettes. It's the, it's a different them. community. It's they're going to sell Lucy's. They'll sell. They'll sell you like the buzz, you like, right, bag where you can buy them. the weed itself, and then you can grind it, and if you want to roll it or put it in a bong. I, type I of wonder when the cigarette companies get, come come involved or become involved. I wonder if they're just going to start because they're starting to buying up the the growing yeah. things already. They'll just bake the cigarettes. Why would you? Why, why would you have to go through that work? No one rolls their own tobacco cigarettes. So I think they're going to be rolling their own. Yeah. Why oh. would you smoke marijuana anyway? Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people are Why? shying away from smoking anything. Mm-hmm. And I hope so. so it's terrible for you. There's a big sober movement among Gen Z. Yeah. When it comes to alcohol, drugs, it's really interesting. They just are like, I'm not interested in it. I've seen it do plenty of damage to some of my older family members. Yep. So on the way out, out of this... Uh, particular discussion i would say to Kristen burt 15 bucks in los angeles i quit on my 21st birthday on november 7th a week from today it'll be all those years and my last pack of cool miles cost 32 cents for the whole pack <laughs> the whole pack you spent- wow. is that amazing 45 times cheaper than in los angeles right now you can't get anything for 32 cents. <laughs> you can't even stick a bubble gum for 32 cents anymore. That's, that's, that reminds me of the story of, the, of a friend of mine who owned a liquor store in the, in the in north uh, suburbs. A fellow walked in uh, in the afternoon and says, I'll have, a, I'll have a bottle of bumpy face and a pack of what I is. A what I is, baby. What I is. And, I, and, and he says, excuse me, sir. He didn't. He didn't. Had no understanding what the guy was talking about. And the back of what I is, is of course, cools. And the bumpy face is gin. Is uh, Seagram's gin? Not Seagram's. Yeah, Seagram's gin, because it's rough on the front of the bottle. Uh-huh. What a funny story. What yeah. I? Oh, here comes Alex with her. What I is? That's it. Kristen, like, do you, you have any Uh-oh. information on Stranger Things stuff? Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that is. Waving um, her hand. The new season is. 
coming out soon or they're whatever they're doing. They haven't even five? filmed the oh, they haven't filmed it? Oh, okay. I saw a title yeah. today. They're adding people to it or something. It's in pre-production. So, the, uh, yeah, so the good news is that the Duff Brothers are back at work um, mm. writing the season. But unfortunately, because the SAG after strike is not settled, no one can go back to work. So they're anticipating, and bear with me on this, but it is likely that Stranger Things won't come until very late in 2024 Ugh. or 2025 Ugh. to wrap up the season. I mean, the kids are honestly, they're not kids anymore. No. They're all going to wind up being in like walkers and wheelchairs at the rate we're going because <laughs> they had nice. so many delays with um, the pandemic, obviously, and then the actor's strike and the writer's strike. And we have to remember too, like this, they started out, I think 11 was, was somewhere around 12 years old, yeah. you know, Millie Bobby Brown, when she started filming this. And now she's engaged to be married to John Bon Jovi's son. It's kind really? of unbelievable when you think about that. Well, she's got to only be like 19 years old still, right? She's 19 on her yeah, way to 20. Yeah, that's pretty so. early still to get she's married. She's still young, but yes. old enough to be able to, to get married without parental consent that or anything true. like that. Yeah. yeah, she's an adult. Well... Well, yeah. I look at a 19-year-old and I'm like, are you kidding me? By law, yes, legally. But, you know, it's one of those things. We'll see, you know, if and when they get married. That's a whole other situation. And if and when they get divorced. I mean, that's going to last. That's probably going to happen. Although John Bon Jovi's married to his high school sweetheart. So maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, you've gotten me addicted to the boys. And so I just want to say thank you because it's a great You're welcome. And Gen V, just for everyone who is watching Gen V, the season finale is this mm. Friday. So What's Gen V? It's this, like, we've talked about this before. It's like the superhero, but not a superhero. Yeah. It's the one we're trying to get you to watch. Yeah, a dark, but the more I watch it, I don't think you'll like it just because, I don't know, you probably won't like yeah, but it. But the problem I have with it, and I'll be very direct with you on this. As a superhero, why would I want to watch another superhero? <laughs> okay. You know, you see what I'm saying? Vomit. What cape oh, are you out tonight for Halloween? <laughs> when you, you see a superhero that's lesser than you, exactly. you see it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's like, would Superman right. watch Batman? I don't think so. Exactly. Yeah, that's right, Kevin. I can't see you're watching double this. Double vomit. Yeah. Well, no, she's double sense. vomiting. I guess I'm not super. That would actually be an interesting concept for a comic book, I think. Like, Superman trying to find something to watch in the modern era. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. He's like, he only well, watches this... things for two minutes. One episode says it's terrible. And yeah, exactly. This is, this is Tom Superhero. <laughs> well, I, mean, like, I hated it. I'm like, how much did you watch? Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> but like, imagine, because everything is superheroes right now. So it's like, you're Superman. You go to watch the newest Marvel movie, and he's like, oh, what? This guy can lift boulders? I can lift boulders, too. All right. Oh, this one can fly? I can also fly. I'm oh. all these people at once. This is yeah. super boring. Like, this one's such a hack. Superhero. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they see Superman. He says, "Hey, wait a second. He can't be on there. That's my. I got trademark on that name." What a show that was back in the day. Superman. George Reeves. That was Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Well, no, no, I'm talking about the original George Reeves. Oh, that's right. The there was two Reeves. That's yeah. weird. That's, yeah, yeah. that was. Which yeah. is the I mean, one? George George Reeves died by suicide, if I'm correct. There's like because yes. they call it the curse of Superman. Right, but I think the real deal was that somebody <clears throat> killed him. His death at 45 from a gunshot remains controversial. Yeah, oh, so it still does remain the controversial. official finding is suicide, but some yeah. believe that it wasn't. Oh. Yeah, mm. that he was, the guy shot and killed him. Which yeah. is the one where he puts the bad guys into like this flying mirror thing and they fly away. Was that George Reeves or was that Christopher Reeves? 
God, I don't uh, know. I think that's Christopher Reeve. Okay. I think that's the movie. Yeah, Superman 2, I think. I don't... Yeah. So, yeah. oh, George Reeve is, is the one, like the original... The original one, yeah. Original, uh, yeah. Back before, technically, did you know that Superman could not fly in the beginning? That's no. Why, that's, that's why they said able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Interesting. It's a bird. Superman's, it's a plane. Superman's it's a original power was to jump really high. Oh, but he, not, but he not was a fly. parkour artist. <laughs> and <this> is, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. Or he, that was before the NBA, I think. Yeah, that yeah. too. That was before the NBA. Yeah, they were trying to debunk the white man can't jump uh, philosophy. Oh, 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 <laughs> Gotta go with the honky reference. Here oh, we go. go. Oh, it's like someone shooed me low. Oh, yeah, it hurts. He's just still mad, but the well, Tom's been Joe. Tom's been Joe's at the NHL. No, Tom's been accusing me of uh, what's the town in New York? Dryden. Dryden, New York. There's there was a murder or mass murder back in like '89 where the old, the person that committed it was the one black person that lived in the town. <laughs> Tom's been bringing that up uh, all morning, so I have to defend my culture. I have a hard time believing it was the black man. They didn't See? do that stuff. They exactly. don't. Do, oh, what are you no, talking about? Do, they don't look. Look how many. They're all ladies. Yeah. It was a father, a son, a son. A, excuse me, a father. A father, a daughter, a son, and a, it was one of each. Father, son, mother, daughter, all four were murdered. They find out the one black guy in town is the one who killed them. Yeah, and he's, probably, <laughs> he's the one like mass murderer black guy. Because typically when it's multiple yeah, it's usually people, white it's people. usually white people. Yeah. Yeah. Serial oh. killers are white guys. You know, black people, they say that and go, that's stupid. Yeah. So they just write, write, write that right off the thing. It's a, it's That's a fascinating cultural difference. That is a real cultural difference. Mm. And why it's a bunch of white guys, I would really like to know. That it's makes actually no not. sense. What's not? That's a myth. What? It's a myth that, yep. that serial killers are white guys? Serial killers generally are, but mass murderers are not. Right. And it depends on, difference? like, you know, the... Well, serial killers will go from one victim to another mm-hmm. over a long period of time. Yeah. Mass murderers do it all at once. Okay, yeah. Indeed. Right. So they're kind of <laughs> lazy. Look at, like, a Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. White, exactly. White yeah. dude. Pretty, wow. pretty much all serial killers on that level do tend to be white, it seems. But then Jeffrey mass murderers, Donner. the whole mass murderer thing, like the, you know, mass shooters are all mm-hmm. white thing, that's a myth. Oh, I, wait a second. No When way. was the last black mass murder? Maybe if you go worldwide? No, in America. In a, no way. Look up the stats. Look up the stats, well, brother. I'm, not, I'm just thinking through the last bunch of mass murders. Yeah. all white guys. Well, the ones you've heard guys. of I because they're the on last, the news. And, well, I guess... Because technically, I think oh. with the stats, they count, like, if you It depends on your up, definition of a... Yeah, like, if it's, like, yeah. gang-related They don't violence, count that, yeah. yeah. Well, or it's by numbers. And uh, at any one time, there's 20 to 25 dual murders or multiple murders mm-hmm. being prosecuted in L.A. County. That's from one of the... That's one yeah. of the pros- I heard that from one of the prosecutors during the O.J. trial. So if you call mass murders more than two... Well, then, yeah, you know. It depends on your definition. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's, about, let's go. If you generalize it down to, like, let's say a school shooting. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go with vendettas. Vendettas, well, then it might be balanced. But if you go with just being nuts running amok, I think those are mostly white guys. I don't know. I Kristen would say. know. He, you murdered a couple people, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> Chris is like, I have to be careful what okay. I co-sign because somebody's going to see I, this. He's already called me an alcoholic, which you know, <laughs> uh, everyone knows that I don't really drink. How, how, much, make, how much makeup does it take to cover up that, uh, that uh, cobweb? Yeah, the puffy eye. Uh, the cobweb you got on your arm. Wait, Kristen, how was, didn't you go to a party yesterday, <laughs> night out? 
No. I went to the Roosevelt. The Roosevelt. There we go. How was the Roosevelt last night? It was great. It was really fun. And uh, as as Ralph, you've been. I'm sure you've been to the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. It's haunted, um, but they have a fabulous. Um, sort of like it's a, kind of like an inner sanctum. Every a lot of the rooms face the pool, mm-hmm. um, and they have a, par, uh, a yeah. bar there and lots of dancing. If you have one of those rooms, you're up all night, guaranteed. Mm. But it's a it's yeah. a really fun spot to hang out in Hollywood and see the old history. First Oscars were there in the Blossom Room, and they've got a great restaurant on site. It's it's a gorgeous old hotel. Is it more haunted than the Cecil Hotel? Oh, not the Cecil. It is less haunted than the Cecil Hotel, and I would say that the ghosts there are probably less demonic than the Cecil Hotel in <laughs> Ramirez. downtown. Ramirez. Well, Ramirez, he lived at the, uh, the Cecil, didn't he? Yeah. God. And that, that really weird murder of that, that um, young woman. The Asian woman. Now probably about a decade ago yep. Um, yep. happened at the Cecil Hotel. Oh, the weird murder, not the like, well, regular. No, it was weird because just... she ended up being found in the water supply yep. up the on water the roof. Well. Yeah. And people yep. were saying, Drinking. like, why is there, like, weird liquid coming out of my skin? Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, yeah. Bodily fluids. All right, get out, Kristen. We're Ew. leaving you now <laughs> just for that. Yeah, that's beyond, I'm beyond not the limits. In anymore. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Pally, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt on the show. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Wrap things up. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. And please let them know that Tom sent you. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson, 
Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfand, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everybody again for the response to the very first day of the uh, Eagles Suite contest that we're running. I guess we got tons and tons of calls. Is that not right? There, Tevin? Uh, yeah, we've got <clears throat> tons of response. A lot of people asking if they can continue to sign up multiple times for a better chance to win. I don't know the answer to that, but the people oh. at the top of the food chain probably do, so we'll figure that out. We'll but, have to track down Amy and have yeah. her come in and, or just call in or whatever and figure out how many times you can register. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, what, from the 2nd through the 14th, correct? Uh, correct, yeah. You, you essentially are going to say your name, <clears throat> then you have until midnight that day to email back, and then you get to sit in the suite and watch the Eagles with you and Chris, or Kristen, Catherine. Mm, yes, Kath, Catherine's got the hook. Now Kristen's coming. That's all there is to it. And where are the Eagles going? Where are they playing? XL Energy Center. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Should be pretty good, I would think. Should be a good time. I don't even know what, what night of the week it is. I think it's a Saturday night, I think. I would assume so. I'm not really sure, but that's going to be kind of interesting. The Eagles, the last tour, they say this is the last tour they're going to ever do. How old are they? I was going to say, it's they got to be up there. Late huh? 70s, I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Greg 70s. Fry is not part of it. So. No. Glenn Fry, yeah, Glenn Fry. He, he died. Greg. He was a good guy, actually. Did I ever tell you my Glenn Fry story? It's a good way to wrap up this show, the Glenn Fry story. You know Rick Bourne, don't yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. Rick, I've known He was a Rick good friend of Glenn Fry. He was. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> and so... I'm on the air one day. Glenn Fry dies. Now, you have to remember, this is like 15 years ago uh, that I'm referring to. Uh, Glenn Fry died, and I was like Glenn Fry. really enjoyed his music. Had him on the show a couple of times and all the rest of it uh, on the phone. And I said, you know, I kind of regret this because I would have really loved to have met Glenn Fry. How cool would that have been to hang out with Glenn Fry? I never had a chance to meet him. I talked to him on the phone, but... Never had a chance to meet him. Five minutes later, Rick Bourne walks in with a picture of me with my arm around Glenn Fry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, I was having fun that night, so, you know. That was but, before oh, you dear. saw the light. That was before light I saw the light, exactly. Chemicals, yeah. But Glenn Fry was a very, very nice guy. Wow, he died of rheumatoid arthritis. Ulcerative colitis and pneumonia. Jesus. What's that all about, Some medications for rheumatoid arthritis or ulcerative colitis are immune suppressants and can compromise the immune system's ability to fight off pneumonia. Immune system issues. That's what that's all about. Really? Both those diseases are immunocompetent diseases, you know, attacking your own tissues. and Whoa. Man, that's a bad combination. So he took a bunch of immunosuppressants, got pneumonia, and that was that. Couldn't fight it off and died. Yep. 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 You get Ugh. bad pneumonia on immunosuppressant drugs. I mean, pneumonia dead, is yeah. terrible as a healthy human. That person. is true. Like, I had pneumonia a couple times in college, and it was awful. 
Uh, we can close with this one because I had another friend, not Rick, but another guy that knew Glenn really well. He said, the weird thing about being at Glenn's house, just hanging out, let's say you went over there for lunch, hanging out at his house. And he go, you know what? I got to go down to the mailbox. You want to walk down there? Because at the end of his long driveway. So he walked down there and he said, every day they would walk down there. He would take out about a one foot stack of letters that were all checks from his uh, appearances with the Eagles. Said it would just huge amounts of money that he would go down to the mailbox and collect at all these checks. He says about a foot deep of checks. It was unbelievable. Well, I mean, when Kostaki yesterday said that Sabrina the Teenage Witch is still paying for college because his ex mm-hmm. was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I'm like, she, that she's still, like, she made yeah. good enough money from the show Sabrina I the know. Teenage Witch. <laughs> well, his wife. A show that right. no one talks about anymore. Yeah, I loved that show. It was a big show. T- 30 years ago? I was ago? like yeah. the peak like target market for yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, it was like on Nickelodeon, Yeah, I think? it ended 30 years ago. How is it even still making it any money? It didn't end 30 years ago. Well, and didn't, didn't Kostaki, he dated Sabrina, right? The no. Main character? No, he no. dated One of the um, aunts. Hilda Spellman. Oh, okay. Yes. Caroline, Carolyn Ree. Yeah. Rue. He was yeah, one of the her, aunts. No, they were never married. They were, married. They, were, they, were married. they were together for a very long time. Sabrina but she ended never 20 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say it was like 20 years ago. Because I was, still, I was like long time. 12 when it was a big deal. All right, we've got to take a break. Got to kick off the second show coming up in just a couple minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back.